Welcome to the Marvel at Jesus podcast from Life 90.5, where Christian artists and more share the things that wow them about Jesus. I'm Mandy Bowman. Joining me today is Look What You've Done artist Tasha Layton. Thanks for joining us, Tasha. The honor is mine, Mandy. I'm so happy. Fellow uh, Carolina girl. Wait, hold on. Are you from the Carolinas? I'm from South Carolina. Yeah. Where? Okay. Um, Greenville, Spartanburg area. I'm from a nice. small town with a volunteer fire station and one flashing light. It's very small. But oh, I yes. say it's near Spartanburg and Greenville so that people know where that is. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've lived in a couple towns like exactly like that. Tiny little things that no one knows where it is, but you got to yeah. connect it to the bigger place nearby for sure. Okay, so that's that's awesome. That's great. Okay, so on the Marvel at Jesus podcast, we're going to talk about the things that uh, that wow us about Jesus, and okay. uh, and also share some about your music too. But first, I like to start with a couple silly questions. If you're ready for Ooh, this, I love this part. Okay, all right, here we go. First one, first one. Okay. Would you rather be able to control animals or be able to see into the future? Hmm. That is a great question. That's one of the best right? questions I've ever been asked. <laughs> you really have to think about that one. I mean, maybe control animals because I love animals. I think if I was able to see into the future, I, I feel like that would really cause my faith to wane. Like I, I wouldn't have as strong of a faith because part of growing your faith is like not knowing the future and not mm-hmm. knowing what's going to be. And so... Um, I think I would choose to control animals because that would be so rad. Now, do you have any pets that you would like to just pick up their toys and clean up after themselves? Or I mean, we have we lost our dog a couple of years ago. So oh, no. It's a sad subject, I'm sorry. so I can't even talk about it. But if you had a pet that could clean the house, I mean, this could be revolutionary, man. Right. Like, this could change the world. <laughs> This is the real life-changing stuff. Yeah. We're talking about Jesus and having the animals clean up everything. Next like, to salvation. Okay. I mean. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. All right. One more question for you. Okay. Uh, would you rather be always underdressed or overdressed? Ooh. Probably underdressed, so I'm comfortable. Because really? I, I mean – I'd say I have a pretty good balance of like not caring what people think. So mm-hmm. I could definitely pull that off. <laughs> Underdressed. Yep. Und- so would you go in like yoga pants and t-shirts everywhere then? Would that be Absolutely. it? I do, do that anyway. Concerts in your sweatpants and be totally fine with it? I would do that anyway. And I do do that anyway, Mandy. <gasps> do I you really? Just, I just happen to have a top on that is not a sweatshirt today. But it it is so soft, it feels like pajamas. It's like silky. Oh, my goodness. So, and it doesn't look like it at all, actually. No, it's super it looks, cute. It looks like it's like a actual top that you'd wear to somewhere nice. I mean, but literally, it feels like pajamas. So underdressed for, for sure. So when you go clothes shopping, then is that what you look for? Like, this I looks hate, professional, but it's super comfy, right? I hate clothes shopping. <laughs> Me too. That, it's my least favorite thing to do maybe in the world. Not to be dramatic, but to be dramatic. No, not dramatic at all. It's my least favorite thing, like ever. <laughs> I do. I don't like shopping unless. I mean, if I have something to shop for and it's, um, you know, I don't have to sift through a whole bunch of stuff and a whole bunch of racks, and I don't have a budget that I have to stay under. That that's the you key. Know, yeah. Drives me insane. Like mm-hmm. maybe, but I I really don't like shopping. 
Well, that's, I think you and I would be best friends, actually. It's Probably. <laughs> yeah. Did we just become best friends? My, I think so. My husband <laughs> loves shopping. So oh, look, same. My husband is crazy about it. I hate going to Walmart with him because he wants to take forever and go down every aisle. I'm like, can we just get in and get our stuff and get out? Now, I will say I will browse the aisles and walk down every aisle when I don't have kids because I'm lingering. I am mm. enjoying my space away from being touched and spoken to 24-7. So I will linger in the aisles and look at every single thing that I don't absolutely need at all. But that is because I'm escaping, not because I love to shop. You're a smart mom right there. Like, yeah. that is a good strategy. You got to every... take it when you can get it, you know? I'm sure every mom probably knows that. But that's, to <laughs> me, that's just brilliance right there. Like, it's... Your husband's like, why did it take you so long at the store? I just had to look and find what I needed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And what I needed was a little more quiet time just to myself. <laughs> yeah. That's what I really needed. <laughs> that's awesome. All right. So let's pivot to what the podcast, the Marvel at Jesus podcast is actually about uh we just really want to share the things that wow us about jesus so yeah. uh so tasha you've been walking with jesus for a while what wows you about jesus you know ephesians two ten says that we are his workmanship created in christ jesus for good works that he's prepared for us ahead of time that word workmanship in the greek is poema it's the word we it's the greek word we get poem from and when you get down to mm. brass tacks of that word it's essentially an artist's masterpiece and you know in genesis it says that we are the crown of his creation like every day he created something and he said it was tov in hebrew t-o-v and when he created humanity, he says it was tov me'od. It was very good. It's the mm. only thing he said was very good. And we're the crown of his creation. We are so loved by God. He values us so much. It is his love that I am completely floored by all the time. I don't think I understood his love for most of my life, which is why I super felt tormented, not just because I'm an Enneagram 3443, whatever, <laughs> uh, but... I really do believe that I, I did not understand God's love because I was believing lies instead. Scripture says the enemy is the father of lies. He's not powerful enough to take us out because we're created in God's image. Mm -hmm. But if he can get us to believe a lie, we'll just self-destruct. And so I really was self-destructing because I did not think I was worthy of his best of... Um, good things. I didn't feel like I was good enough, worthy to get to know. Um, you make your own list of the lies you believe in your life. Some of the, some of which were so subconscious, I didn't even realize were there until I'm sitting on a counselor's couch at 30 years old, realizing, oh my gosh, I've been self-protecting my entire life because of a bad dream I had when I was five or six. When I had that dream, I thought, oh, I must be evil to have had a dream like that. Mm. The enemy hooks us with little lies like that. When we are little, psychologists say our systems are set before we're five or six. And so I think we end up living life through those lenses. So then most of my choices in my 20s were trying to prove to myself and to the world that I wasn't evil. How absurd is that? Yeah. When you hear someone else's lie, you think, oh my gosh, that's totally not true. This is the truth. But it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. It matters what you believe. Mm -hmm. As you think, 
as your heart thinks, scripture says, so you are, you know? And so I, I really believed lies and I had to go through a process of dispelling those and rooting, uprooting them so that God could move the truth I've known about the scripture my whole life in my head to my heart. I knew it in my head, but I didn't feel it in my heart. And so what, that's a really long answer to your question, (laughs) but (laughs) what wows me about God is his love Mm -hmm. for me. When I know how much God loves me, I don't feel compared to anyone else on this planet. I don't feel in competition with anyone else on this planet because when you know how God feels about you, you not only treat yourself differently and you start to believe things about yourself differently, but you also see the value and the goodness in other people. And you want to call out the gold instead of bring them down in competition. Mm-hmm. It feels free. It's so liberating to know the love of God. And scripture even says in the New Testament, he who the sun sets free is free indeed. Free indeed. It's yeah. like when you know Christ, that he's the way, the truth, the life, that truth part Woo. There's no my truth and your truth. There's only one truth. It's yep. just Jesus. Preach. Only one thing can be true. And when you know that truth, it sets you free. And it's like, holy cow. I just, my whole life changed when I knew the love of God. And I, I'm just now exploring it. I won't know it until we all get to glory. We see now through a veil, but we'll see all of it at some point when we get to heaven. But I feel like, I completely started to live differently when I knew how much I was loved. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, no, number one, I love that you brought up a lot of like Hebrew and Greek words. I get a little nerdy about that stuff myself too. I'm, so. So, I'm a closet yes. nerd. I really am. I'm not cool <laughs> <Love> at <it>. all. <laughs> That's amazing. But uh, it's... What you talked about, though, is is something that uh, that's been coming up on air with our listeners uh, a lot lately. We were talking about, you know, what do you think is the number one struggle among Christians today? And and uh, and we see a lot of responses that it, they struggle knowing that God God loves them, mm. whether it's because of something they've they've done or, yeah. or they just don't feel worthy of it, or or maybe they're they're going through a really tough time and then they question, does God actually love me? If all this was yeah. happening, you know, does if God really loved me, why would these things be happening? Kind of thing. And I think that's that's very much a universal type of struggle among believers. But to but to accept that truth for yourself and allow it to to really change your perspective of yourself and of other people, and that just really changes your whole life, doesn't it? Yeah. That question that you just brought up, Mandy, is in theology we call it the the question of theodicy. Mm-hmm. If a, how could a good God um, allow evil and it's the age-old question for people of all faiths is, if God is good, then why did this happen to me? If God is good, then why did these things happen? And I, I like, um, I heard somebody describe it one time. I mean, we all know, you know, God doesn't waste anything. We know mm-hmm. we, the fall in the Garden of Eden, that we brought sin upon ourselves. We live in a fallen world. He doesn't necessarily cause all the evil in the world. It's, uh, but he's not going to waste it either. He can turn all things together for the good. But I, I do think um, someone described it as, you know, we were on a sinking ship anyway. Like, we're all on a sinking ship anyway. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Like, there's mm-hmm. a lot about our fallen sinful nature. But then, you know, God is reaching out with this rescue raft called 
Jesus, mm -hmm. <laughs> hallelujah, yeah, Jesus changes everything. Um, and so I feel like, you know, we're on the sinking ship and God's made a way out and bad things are going to happen. He never promises in scripture that we're going to have everything we pray for or want when we want it, how we want it, or that life is going to be easy or always good. In fact, he says in this world, you will have trouble. Yeah. He talks about being persecuted as a Christian. Like there's all, and hello, the day and age we're living in right now, Christians are persecuted. We yeah. are considered a minority, although I think the media is crazy about that. Um, but I do think, you know, we have this amazing Savior in Jesus. And yes, bad things are going to happen, but know that he's overcome the world. And it's going to be okay because he's never going to leave us. He's never going to forsake us. And we're going to spend eternity with him. Mm -hmm. Like we have to zoom out a little yeah. and see the big picture not just this present trouble, like right. this present pain. Yeah. I think having that, that, yeah, having that heavenly perspective really just kind of, uh, can adjust your, your whole mindset instead of, okay, this, this problem I'm looking at right now, this really, honestly, really terrible times we're going through kind of thing yeah. is that's all temporary compared to eternity in heaven with the Lord Jesus Christ, you know? Yeah. So once, once we shift that mindset a little bit, it just makes life right now just so much easier so yeah. or easier to, to handle anyways i think because you know it's going to end one day one way or another mm -hmm. so that's good still stuff, on the throne yes good <laughs> i love it all right so your your big song look what you've done has has really been incredible for our our listeners they just adore that song your latest song never is out on radio right now uh but what uh what's what's new for for tasha layton what's coming up for you in, yeah, in the I music mean, world you had mentioned uh when we were talking before you had mentioned uh mike weaver and mm -hmm. i'm on tour right now with big daddy weave yeah. and Kerr, which you don't get better humans than those you really like, don't they're just amazing. Um, Hannah has the voice of an angel, and Mike Mike Weaver is probably the most humble person I've ever met. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's super exciting. And then I have my own headlining shows, which I'm super stoked about. I have one in Charlotte for mm -hmm. all you North Kakalakis. Um, and then I'm going on Christmas tour with Phil Wickham. And How then it's deep in the spring. So it's a busy, it's a busy season. Um, I'm homeschooling my kids and uh traveling with them and so most days i feel a little crazy but as, um, as a homeschooled kid like i know that can be super crazy yeah so, <laughs> that's amazing but i feel so fulfilled and mm -hmm. we're, we're walking in the fulfillment of prayers at, that i prayed as a teenager and so i i really am enjoying life right now and figuring out the balance of rest and work and um because it's so important, you know, Jesus, yeah. God doesn't despise work. He made six days for it, you know, like he loves when we work, but also he loves when we rest. He so loves when we rest. I'm too. figuring that out mm -hmm. and what that looks like with kids and a husband who tours too. And um, it's crazy. I like to describe it as a 3,000 piece puzzle that all the pieces are the same color <laughs> and it's so hard and you have to put it together every single day. Oh my goodness. No, that's that sounds like a lot of work. That's that's, like I'm our, not gonna lie. That's, that's, that's our schedule. That's our lives. Right. God it's bless you. <laughs> yeah. Well, before we we wrap up, I know I got just a, a couple more minutes. Uh, I got a copy of your book here, the Look What You've Done Yay. book, and uh, and can you tell me just a little bit about that? Well, number one, Bob Goff wrote the forward, and mm -hmm. I adore him. 
He is amazing. He did a beautiful job with the Ford of wrapping up um, the premise of the book so beautifully. I think um, this is really a lot of my story and helping readers see God's hand woven throughout my story, through the highs and the lows and the ugly and all the stuff in between. And as they see God's hand in my own story, my prayer is that they can see God's hand in their own. Because sometimes we can see it for other people. We can believe for other people. We can see what God's doing, you know, from a 30,000 foot perspective um, with other folks, but we have a hard time in our own lives. And so my prayer is that people will sort of identify with God's hand in my own story and see his in their own. So good. So good. Looking forward to reading that book. Tasha, thank you so much for joining us for the Marvel at Jesus podcast today. God bless you and your work, sister. Thanks, Mandy. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode of the Marvel at Jesus podcast, go ahead and subscribe so you can get the next episode as soon as it comes out from Life 90.5.